You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Punters and dribblers back for the second time this week. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias, all brought to you courtesy of the Diamantina Podcast Network. If you want to reach out, get in touch, I stress you do so via the way of our Instagram page at hellosportpodcast.com. No, because that's a website, at Podcast. forgive me. Uh, also, like, subscribe, five stars on your iTunes, whatever that is. Leave a positive comment. You know the drill. Joining me today, as ever, for another turn your phone off, Tom, show of dribble and yarns is my good friend, confidant, and loyal servant, Edward Simpson. <laughs> I love to dribble and I love to yarn, Tom. That's, That's what I like. They're my favorite things in the whole wide world, dribble and yarn. Uh, I expect to do so today with you. Correct. Dribble and yarn, that is. Yes. And also dribble and yarn with the punter and the dribbler. Yes. Dribble and yarn with the dribbler. Yeah. And the punter. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, so, I mean, I think that's probably important that we get into that at some point soon, Eddie, the dribble and the yarn, as it were. Maybe a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both. Now, uh, first week back after rugby league returned, Eddie, February, a distant memory. Oh, see you later, February, bro. Later, Feb. Shit of sporting month on the calendar. See you later. You were awful, as oh, ever. Yeah. Uh, usually pretty humid up in, in Sydney, so that's always a bit of a cross, yeah. and there's no sport on. So, beat it, champ. Beat it, beat it, Feb. We're into March. March is a ripper, and then we press on into April. May, uh, I believe, follows April. Would that be correct? Yeah, that'd be right. Uh, HD Light, for those that are uninformed. For those Sunday throbbers. Uh, bit of HD Light, cool change, uh, beautiful, glorious days. Uh, you know, Early dark comes back? Yeah, rugby league. I mean, you know, it's just at the forefront. Yeah. And so there's so much to look forward to, given that the first round has, has come and gone. Yes. We're now into it. We're, We're into, into it. Now. We're into it. And we can now look forward to the season Proper. in its entirety. Yes. Now, uh, also look. nine more rounds to origin. Is that something? <laughs> do, that we, do we, do we, are we picking origin teams? <laughs> this is origin, origin <laughs> podcast. Picking our origin teams. No, 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 I'm just wetting the, the palate. No, I get it. Dude, I guarantee you origin chat will start next week. That'll be the first time you've seen an article where it's going to be like, you know, I'd say Panthers will lose another game and then Cleary's going to come under scrutiny. And, and, Mitchell Pierce, so. and Mitchell Pierce will be thrown back into contention when we're going to have to put out that fire. So it's, it's uh, going to happen And we very will quickly. put it out. We will put it out quickly. We've been putting that fire out yeah. for uh, years. For years. We are completely unqualified firemen, but very adept at putting out Mitchell Pierce origin-based fires. Look, we haven't got any qualifications for putting out fires, but we'll fucking put them out. We'll put the overalls on and we'll fight those fires, baby. And, uh, and uh, a Pierce origin-based fire. Yeah. We'll put that one out. Oh, yeah. Unless... Something Unless the fire is, is raging so hot that we ourselves succumb to the fire willingly, yes, only willingly. Oh, we never, we never surrender <laughs> to the to the Pierce. <laughs> I would never surrender to a Pierce-based fire. I would only encourage it. Dribble and yarn, starting strong. So, uh, look, what'd you like out of the round, Tom? What did I like out of the round? Tell you what, I didn't like what. Didn't like Manly's performance. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we told the punter and the dribbler to put all the good money on Manly winning. Now, I will say this. We will say this every week. Yes. So that's Take obviously an asterisk next to that selection look, every a, week. That's pinch of salt stuff. That's it's pinch of salt. And if you don't know that, you haven't listened long enough. No, exactly. And if you haven't listened long enough, well, then, where the fuck have you been? Exactly. Bro? Too late. So Manly, obviously terrible. Game was terrible. But mm. Manly, particularly terrible. Now, the back line that was selected for the Manly Seagulls on this weekend made me want to throw up, made me physically ill. Not of anyone's fault, it's just we got no one. A lot of no-hopers. And, and you don't want to see no-hopers round one in the NRL in your because team. it shows that you have no depth. Now, I know Jamie Soward said that, but we're all thinking it. Shout out to Jamie Soward. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Be soon. But... You know, if, you, if, if you're fucking walking, you're rolling that sort of team out round one, you know you're in desperate fucking if, trouble. If Brendan Elliott's your fullback, Eddie, now no knock on Brendan the bloke, don't know him, beer's never Brendan, but, you know, if Brendan Elliott's your fullback and then he gets a clean space, he, he gets a, in, you know, in some open space, Eddie, and then he's got Brad Parker on the wing, the household name, and doesn't give the doesn't nut. Give it, doesn't give it to Brad, who's just a certain try, Eddie, 
and not only does he not give it, but makes no attempt to evade the man who he's chosen to take on. No sidestep, no dummy really to speak of. Just runs straight at the fullback. We don't get the try. And then the Tigers go on almost like a 20-point scoring spree before we get a try. So I don't want to get into Manly too much more, Eddie, because as you can probably tell, already sweating, already angry, already upset about it. Yeah, look, sweaty and angry and upset for, for fucking good reason, and Tom. And for very good reason. Losing to a dirty merger club like the West Tigers. I mean, it's, you've just got the, you've got the year off on an absolute shocker. Bodes very poorly losing to a DMC in that sort of, you know, situation whereby we would have won it had Elliot given that nut. Yes. So, look, we're not going to we're, we're not going to crap on about Manly whole podcast that would be ludicrous. Yes. Just needed to vent quickly punters dribblers surely you understand that uh, especially if you're as one-eyed as we are yeah. about our rugby league side. Purge. Now, I will say this. We did our tips last week. Yes. Did some tips for the punters and the dribblers. You might be saying, I'm not rich. Fuck you, I'm not rich. Now, I would say this. Rich in yarns. We tipped four from eight, but it should have been, really, it should have been six from eight. Maybe even eight from eight. Because I wanted to I wanted to tip South, which gets us to five. Pretty yeah. sure I wanted to tip the Raiders, which gets us to six. If you had have taken us with a grain of salt, Bree Manly, you get to seven. Yeah. You're, you're seven you're from eight. You're seven. You're seven from eight, which you take every day of the week, I reckon. Yes. And if you take into account the off-season the Panthers have, you probably tip the Eels too. So we're pretty much eight from eight. Yeah. And, I, and look... But what we've learned is that Tom gets a little, he get, maybe gets a little uh, knee jerky. You know what I mean? No, look, I'm buys into a preseason yarn probably more than the rest of us. Sometimes on this occasion, yes, I got I got a little bit hooked on a Broncos hype train. Yeah. Now you got Joey coming out telling me that they're the best forward pack of twenty years of the Bronco uh, in Broncos. The last twenty years of Broncos. Uh, now what I realised, and it became very apparent, because. Obviously, we gave you our tips, punters, dribblers. My multi might have suggested I had some different tips in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of the worst things about a weekend multi is when you lose, when it's done on the first leg. So I tipped the Broncos and it became acutely apparent to me after the first five minutes that not only were they going to lose, but what I'd realized I knew but hadn't remembered, long off-season stuff, is they don't have halves that can play. Now you've got Milford Shaw, throwback played Origin. Yeah, I get it. But when you when you have Milford and then you have a beta version of Milford as your halfback, Milford can't be Milford when he's got a beta Milford who's meant to be like the half, keeping things tight. X's and O's I'm not going to get into. But Nicarima ain't that good. And as a as a as a byproduct of Nicarima not being good, Milford can't be that good. Mm. And so not, not- not given the the support he needs to to throb and fly. That's it. You need to have someone there who can allow Milford to throb. And, and having a beta version of yourself inside of you doesn't give you much confidence. Doesn't give you any confidence. Doesn't give you any confidence. Imagine if you were talking to a woman, Tom, and the beta version of yourself talked first on your behalf. Where are you going to get? You get absolutely fucking nowhere because he's going to see a lot of that early nut. Yeah. I mean, traditionally speaking, that is. So if he's seen that early nut and Milford's getting shit nut off the back of a beta Milford, it's hard for him. It's hard for him. Now, I know that people might be out there saying, well, you play left and right, bullshit. Let's just, let's just go with my yarn. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. the halfback gets early in the yarn. Yes. You can, you can apply that, that, that metaphor or analogy to all walks of life, Tom. If your beta self if your beta first. first. Yeah, if your beta f- beta self runs the first half of a running race, you're going to fucking lose every lose. time. If your beta self starts cooking brekkie, then you get in there and you go, you burnt the toast, the eggs mm. are fucked. And you can't unburn toast. You can't unburn toast. And unfortunately- And now look, fuck, got to go to work, can't eat. Hungry. Hungry all day. Because the beta self is in there doing your work for you. It can't be. You can't be. The alpha must always lead in all scenarios, all situations. And and Milford needs someone to be a little bit more like he needs either he needs his equal inside him essentially because he can't feel. Well, the not pressure. necessarily equal, but he needs someone that's not going to burn the toes. That's it. And who's going to get his eggs to a point where he can eat them before work? <laughs> <laughs> that's all he needs. A competent breakfast chef. Yeah, is well, all Milford's after. That's all he needs. Someone to walk up to a pretty girl and go, "Have you met my Have you met my mate Anthony?" That's all. Here you go. 
Does that make sense? Have you met my mate Anthony? Played Origin, throbs at a high level most days. Huge cock. Throbber. That's what you need off your inside. Yeah. Of your halfback. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you're going to throb and play well in this league. Yeah. And that's my opinion. And so that's why, Eddie, I just, you know, shame on me, right? But I forgot. Shame that, on you indeed. That Nick is not that man. No, he's not. He's not that man. He's a beta Milford. And even less. So, look, my apologies to the punter and the dribbler out there for losing my way. I will say this. Hard to tip round one. Look, historically, very hard to tip. We've just explained we basically tipped the eight if we ignored Tom, <laughs> which we may do moving forward. Yes. But a hard round to tip, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I think we've done is built up momentum going to round two yes. and beyond. So, so, checkbook's back out. Okay. Yep. Get the checkies back out. Get the checkies out. Because we're going to write some wrongs. Should we do that now? I think we should do that right should now. Should we just quickly get this round well, just because up, just because we've got some momentum going. No, you're right. Okay, well, listen up. Open those ear holes. Re- uh, game one, Thursday night, South Dragons. I think we go South. It's at, South. Oak, it's at, it's at uh, Jubilee Oval. Like South. South look good. Really like the look of South. Tell you what. Really like the look of South Adam this Reynolds. Year. Adam Reynolds will be making his way into my Supercoach team this weekend, I fear. I feel that may be the case. Feel or fear? I meant to say feel. Said fear first. Corrected myself because you wouldn't make a fearful selection. No, you wouldn't. You'd you'd, you'd fear. You'd make a, a or selection. a fearful decision. Yes. I tell, tell you, he'd make a fearful decision. Nick Aroom. Yes. He'd burn toast. Or Brendan Elliott. Brendan Elliott. Brendan Elliott. <laughs> Brendan fucking Elliott. All right, game one. We go on south. Yes. Check his out. Uh, Friday game one. Storm Raiders. Now there's a stat here. I think. There's a, I'm pretty sure there's a stat Melbourne in Canberra. Look, I could be making it up. I don't know. But they're $1.90 a piece, they reckon. Oh, no. $1.55 the Storm. Look, I just thought the Storm was so goddamn clinical last week. They looked hot. I'm going to go the Storm. Yes. I even, think- even though it's in Canberra, I've got to pick uh, the Storm. Oh, fuck Canberra. We go Storm on this one. It's not cold enough yet. No. It's still March. Uh, okay, game two Friday night. It's uh, the Derby of uh, Cowboys, Broncos, Cowboys. Like the not like the cows. Like cows. Tamalolo. Uh, Sharkies, Titans. Got to be Sharkies. Sharkies, Shark Park. Saturday yeah. afternoon, three p.m. They'll be full of froth, full of yarn. Sharks. Knights, Penrith. Like Knights. Like Knights here. Love Knights. Penrith beaters. Back at home, five thirty. Still, still daylight savings. There'll be a big crowd. Yep. Fading light. Yeah. Ponga with another game under his belt. That's yeah, all you yeah. want. Now, this one. This is the specials, people. Get the checkies out. Put the house on Lotto the Land, 7.35, Saturday night. Roosters off a loss. Yeah. Like Mantown. Yeah. Love them. Manly, the specials. specials. Sunday. <laughs> eels, dogs. Take the eels. The dogs oh. are awful. Uh, uh, and also, if you want to get on for a spoon, I'd be getting the doggies... On for a spoon. On for a spoon. Or they a dog are. Bowl. They're awful. West Warriors, Campbelltown Stadium. Hate the Tigers. Don't think Tigers look good. I think it's Warriors. Okay, look, that's eight from eight. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Lock that up. Lock that up. So we'll just quickly Thank run us through. on Monday. You know what they are. If you don't know what they are, go back and listen. Just skip back 30 seconds. You'll get them. South, Storm, Cow. Oh, you want to do it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just going to ignore what I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go through it. I think it makes it easier to write down. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Souths, Storm, Cows, Sharks, Knights, Manly, Specials, Eels, Warriors. There you go, punters, dribblers. Checkies out. Get your checkies out. Uh, continue with Rugby League, I think. because Now, we are going to continue with Rugby League because there was a story, Tom. As we hear Eddie playing audio in the background, this is obviously our very uh, uh, low-tech way that we get audio under the podcast because... I mean, it just is easier for us this way. Look, my phone's fucking shitting itself. <laughs> um, so, punters, dribblers, we were very impressed to see the... Uh, look, obviously this podcast grown through the roof, taken over the country by storm, but it's even per- started to permeate the rugby league players' vernacular. Obviously, they're all listening in, but... Uh, A lot of people starting to do their own research. Yes. Now, did we invent it? Yes, we did. Yes, of course. Do we coin the term? Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Merch but starting to see a big in well, not influx. That's not the right word. No adoption uh, surge. Surge in. in the use of people doing their own research. Yes. Now, for better or worse, 
it is the case. It is happening. Yes. Now, we've talked at length on this podcast about how some people better at it than others. Yes. So we've had a couple of we had a couple of wags doing their own research around anti-vaxxing. Which Look, we... Jury's out on that result. Yeah, jury's out. But... Unless you listen to doctors. But James Graham has come out during the week and he's... What are you doing, mate? Just I'm by trying the, to get can't... this. I'm trying to get the audio up, and it's just starting and stopping, and it's fucked. And Fox Sports make you endure 15 second ads every fucking time you want to watch Dude, something. That Alinta Energy ad made me want to fucking put needles in my balls by the end of the summer. Oh, it's a disgrace. Starkey running away to get his wallet. Yeah. His phone. Oh, fucking wait up! Gotta go get me phone. Where you going, Starkey? Oh, get me wallet, me phone. Fucking Alinta. Turn energy. it up, mate. Anyway, but Douglas. so look, a lot of concussion chat. Going around the traps off the back of Joey. Yeah. Um, there was an AFL player who thinks suing the AFL name escapes me, but he's been having seizures as well. Fucked up. Can't leave the house, has full-time care, etc. So a lot of concussion chat doing the rounds. Now, James Graham, uh, an animal who plays for St. George, if you've been living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, mm-hmm. he's come out, Tom... And he's given his own opinion on things because he's done his own research. Ah, exactly. And that's important to do. And that's important to do. So he backs his belief, backs his opinions. Let's have a little listen here about what James Graham has to think about concussions and, you know, what he's going to do about them. Uh, what's the alternative? Do you know what I mean? Um, kind of like what I'm doing. Uh, the consequence of that sometimes is you get hit on the head. I mean, yep, you got to, you know... Just going to play Oz Tag if I didn't fancy playing league anymore, but I wouldn't get paid and I probably wouldn't have as much fun. So, uh, probably doesn't really matter. It's my life, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I do have children, uh, I know the importance of them having a father, but I'm protecting myself as best I can and I'm doing the research myself. Like, I'm not leaving yes. to anybody else to do. I've done my research, I've had my test done. I know what's going on in my head and my Woo! body. I'm seeing the appropriate people if there's something to do about that. But so I just get on with it myself and stick to the laws of the game. That's it, Jimmy Graham. Do your own research, brother. Good for you. Now, look, around around concussions, maybe taking some other opinion as well. You know? Yeah. I but- wouldn't. I wouldn't just... I wouldn't leave it up to... To just you exclusively. By all means, do your own research, James. Of course. I mean, we implore that sort of work. And love and, and love to hear that you have taken on uh, the Dior method. It was such an active role in your life. Yes. I would say that the studies done into concussion caused by rugby league, for example, pretty telling. Yes. Bit of a strong correlation yes. there. So all we're saying is do your own research, but... But do the right research. Do the right research. Can I just, while we're on it, and it's not league, but just on the concussions, did you hear about Tony Ferguson? UFC fighter Tony Ferguson, for punters and dribblers who don't know, he's a lightweight, uh, 155-pounder. Yeah. So he has, his wife's just been getting a restraining order against him. Read that, yeah. Because he's been losing the plot, having freakouts. His wife woke up one night and he's standing over her thinking she was a witch. He recently had surgery on his knee. Because uh, he fucked it majorly, and he thought that people were spying on him. They put a computer chip in his knee. She was driving; they were driving down the highway or some shit. And oh, so Tony shouldn't be fighting. No, he's driving down the highway, and Tony's just fucking opened the door of the car while they were still driving, and just bailed, jumped fences, and just fucking bailed. He's oh. been kicked off flights for freaking out and everything, and like it's been happening for a while, and you didn't know about it, right? But it's like didn't know anything. Diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia, and it's like, well, he really shouldn't be getting punched in the head anymore. That's the last thing Tony should be doing. The last thing Tony should yeah, be doing. Yeah, I know, but he's so good. He's great, but also like that's really fucked Isn't up. Isn't that Tom. scary? That's really fucked up and Isn't scary. That scary. So be careful out there, James. Be careful. Be careful out there, James. But absolutely love that you're jumping on board the Dior train. Now. Sonny Bill Williams. SBW. SBW, known throbber, elite throbber, long-term throbber. Oh, long-term throbber. He's been throbbing almost as long as I can remember, Tom. Yes. Certainly since he barnstormed onto the... Uh, NRL scene as a prodigious 17, 18-year-old playing he for the Bulldogs. 2004, was it? Well, he won the grand final 2004. It might have even been his first year. May have been. That wouldn't... I wouldn't rule that out. No. Such is the man's ability to throb. And lay pipe. Both of which we applaud him for. Correct. 
So there's rumors now. This is literally just happening today, but rumors linking Sonny Bill with a return to the Bulldogs. I, for one, Eddie, don't buy it. I don't buy it because I don't know if someone like Sonny has eyes on Beaterville. Like you think about Sonny, he he went to Toulon in rugby. Where he played. He won a grand final with the Dogs. Toulon in rugby, then Crusaders, uh, winning a fucking Super Rugby. Chiefs, gun sides comes back to the Roosters win a premiership. Can you really see Sonny going back to the Dogs with Foreign's hair in a top knot? <laughs> well, if the price is right. And if they gut the joint and, look, I mean, is Dean Pay still the coach? coach? Yeah. Look, we'll give Dean another year. Have to. Going to give Dean another year. Dubbo boy, giving Dean another year. Dubbo Dean. Dubbo Dean's getting another year. We'll, we'll Jury's out on Dean. Yeah. Um, is he going to go back to Beaterville? Probably not, but, but also equally... Can Politis honestly, realistically, like if Cooper Cronk plays another season, rumored to rumored to be thinking of doing so, he'd be on a million plus. If they try and squeeze Sonny Billion in, Sonny Bill in there as Sonny well, billions, Sonny billions, then I think I think we need to fucking torch the joint, torch the joint. We need to go and strike as fans. Yeah. Because that would be officially taking the fucking piss like the piss has never been taken before. Yeah. Now, if that's to happen, maybe Nick, maybe Nick a little bit. I mean, he's obviously an operator, Uncle Nick. Yes. Maybe he looks at that and goes, look, brah, can't afford you. We've got, wait, it's just going to be ridiculous. They'll torch the joint otherwise. And I'm I'm not having my joint torched. No. You get nine. Look, you're a throbber, but maybe go back to the dogs. I mean, if you think about it that way, possibly, possibly. Maybe. If Nick doesn't want the joint torch... Look, Jerry's out. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Do I want to see Sonny Bill back in the rugby league? Yes. Yeah, sure. Or the NRL, rather? Of course I do. Yeah, sure. I'll see him. Of course I do. I'll see you, Sonny. He puts bums on seats, partners, dribblers. And that's what we want. And that's what we need. So I'd, I'd welcome him back with, with open arms, but not at the Chooks. Otherwise, we'll torch the joint. Feel free to come to Manly. If you I will take you. We'll take you. What, you want to live on the northern beaches, bro? Yeah. Rings. <laughs> Glory? You like rings, glory, and beaches? Babes? Beaches, babes, rings, glory. That is, I believe, Manly's uh, motto. Well, it's unofficial. Unofficial motto, beaches, babes, rings, glory. Look, it's there if you want it. Reach out. Reach out and take it. Reach out and take it. It's yours. (laughs) Uh, Now, Eddie, what the fuck happened with old Peter Beats this week? Peter Beatty. Yes. Peter Beatty, obviously the Rugby League Commissioner. Yes. AR, Australian ARLC. So the Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman, I think. is. What I think is. that's it. Chairman of the Commission. Yeah. Peter Beatty, Queenslander, I believe. Former, former Premier of Queensland. I believe, yes. Look, obviously a, a little outdated with the social meds. Yes. He's a... He's a He's a boomer. He's a dinosaur. Yes. Not a bad bloke. I mean, fucking beer soon, Peter. Beer soon, Pete. We'll get you on. But like, I'm going to call a dinosaur when I see one. Yes. You know what I mean? Jurassic Park stuff. It's it's G Park stuff. Yeah. J Park. J Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. G's and J's. Yeah. So look, so what happened? Because we're not so- really, we're, we're dancing around what actually happened here. <laughs> so look, Peter Beatty, he's, uh, he's out at the West High. Is it, he's at West on... At Leichhardt, rather, on Saturday? Yes. Manly versus West. We've been over that. Peter Beatty tweets, you know, what a fucking beautiful stadium. Or what a, what a, what a beautiful ground Leichhardt Oval is. To which someone who um, has made an account for the late, great Laurie Nichols. Now, Laurie Nichols was like West's biggest fan. Well, Balmain's. Balmain's biggest fan. Used to stand on the sideline and shadow box and fucking Yahoo and get the punters and the dribblers up and raring to go. Correct. Just, you know. He was a human mascot. He was a human mascot. One went with the other. Balmain went with Laurie. Laurie went with Balmain. Right? Now, someone's obviously made like a fan account of Laurie's, pretending to be Laurie's. Happens all the fucking time. But it was called like Laurie the Legend. Something like that. He qu- he comments underneath the going, ain't she a beauty? Now, Peter Beatty's read this, um, and I don't know if he forgot where he was or what year it was, or, or if he even knew the fuck Laurie Nichols was. But he goes, he replies basically along the lines of saying, you know, I hope you're well, 
Beers soon. Beers soon. Something along, something of that elk, right? Yes. But Laurie died in 2000. Yeah, 19 years ago. So Laurie's been dead for 19 years. <laughs> either it's a really poor joke from the ARL commissioner, right? Like someone of in fucking power. Yes. Or he didn't know that Laurie was dead. Now, I think it's- Or he more, didn't know Laurie at all. Or I'd say it was a mixture of both. Doesn't know Laurie. Doesn't know Laurie's dead, obviously, because yeah. he doesn't assume that he's tweeting a ghost. <laughs> and Well, you'd hope not. You'd hope not. And then upon seeing it, and upon realising what he's done, because he's had some fucking gaffes, old Beatty, the last couple of years, famously didn't know the name of the Cronulla Sharks or didn't know where the Sharks were located when he'd started the job. Uh, also thought that a Barcelona jersey was a Newcastle jersey. And now obviously thinking that the late, great Laurie Nichols is still walking among us <laughs> despite being dead for the better part of 20 years, two decades. Like as dead as you could be. No, the jury is not out on whether his whereabouts or his health. He is dead as fuck. And he was old when he died. So it'd be weird if Laurie was still alive today. Also, 20 years ago, photos weren't that good. So any current photo of Laurie Nichols, not many megapixels in that bad boy. Not many pics. Not I've, many I've, pixels. I've, I've Dior'd, looked him up. I mean, you know, if you didn't know who he was... Look, if you knew who he was, you'd know he'd, you'd know he was dead. Yeah. So you've just fucking you played an absolute shocker to the point, right, where old Beatty comes out and says, "Oh, it was a joke," but it wasn't a joke because you deleted your Twitter in shame. He's deleted his Twitter Which, in shame. Is that a bit of a beta move? Yes, Peter Beta. <laughs> Peter Beater, that's a shocker. Like, you got to own these things. Own these things. Go, look, I fucked up. I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't don't, don't say it was a joke and then delete your Twitter. That's so Beater. I don't even know. Did he say it was a joke? He said, oh, I was joking. As in like, <laughs> oh, like a bit of, you know, fucking right, like, bit of ribbing. Like, oh, like I know he's dead. I'm, yeah, that's why I'm right, saying, how right, are you? Right, right. But, you but, if, you, but you, if that was the case, you've still got to own it. No. Own correct. that there was a joke and stick by it. You've got to stay on Twitter. Now, listen, I like him because I like having someone like this that's so fucking doesn't – like he's not in rugby league – to you know, be to know everything. Like I don't mind that he doesn't know who the fuck Laurie Nichols is. No, he's the commissioner. He's just there to make sure everything's above board. And no yes. one's fucking no up one's and fucking taking up. the piss. Exactly. So right? that's all good. And making you know, he's he's there making decisions around like player behaviour, the no fault stand down rule, all that sort of bullshit. But if you fuck up, just admit it. Have a bit of a laugh, Peter Beater. No, don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter, come on. Come on. It's, it's the Aussie way to have a bit of a laugh and just go, yeah, look, I, I fucked up. up. All right, Punish Dribbles, the podcast this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Now, Bareback Biltong is made from grass-fed Aussie beef. Their original and smoked chilli flavours are sure to get your taste buds dribbling. Hang on, mate. Who, who the fuck is Bareback Biltong? They're our sponsors of the podcast this week. Mate, I'm not I'm not comfortable endorsing a product I have not tried, Tom. Stop, you're right there because I tried it for us. You, hang on, wait, you tried it for me. Well, yes. So I, I, met, I met up with Dallin this week. He gave me a couple of packs to try it. Now he- A did, couple of packs? Yes, he did tell me- A couple me, of packs? He did tell me to He did tell me to give you some, but I, I didn't. I, I ate it myself. I hadn't had breakfast that day. I finished them. What a fucking surprise. Now- You fat, girthy mess. <laughs> Now you got to You're gonna have to trust me here, Eddie. Obviously, there is biltong en route. They've sent us down a shitload of biltong. It's coming down from Queensland. Uh, their original collection provides the right amount of taste to keep you wanting more, Eddie. And I guarantee you, you're gonna want more. So this ten pack is gonna be real tasty. The perfect salt blend, coupled with Bearback's secret ingredients, allows it to be a huge favorite. Look, I feel a little uneasy. I'm going to trust you. I'm furious that you've eaten my biltong on my behalf. It doesn't surprise me one iota. You're a fat fuck. That's what you do. You eat other people's meals, food. I'm prepared to read it for biltong on the promise that, or the assurance rather, that it is delicious and that I get some this time. Because I'm sure he's sending it to your house <laughs> and you are capable of eating all 10 packs. Now this biltong, punters, dribblers, it's cold smoked for six hours using the unique bareback method, okay? The smoked chili is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. Delicious. I've been led to believe it's delicious. The simple oaky flavor heightened by the addition of secret spices, punters dribblers, 
provides a truly rare and delicious flavor. Now, the best bit yet to come, okay, it's delivered across Australia. This great brown land of ours. It's great and it's brown and it's vast and you can get Biltong right across it. So that's barebackbiltong.com.au. Shout out to those motherfuckers. Sorry I ate some Biltong of yours, Eddie. I promise I'll save some for you next time. Excited to try it. Now, there's going to be some punters and dribblers out there who um, were as concerned as we were about the state of the SCG pitch, the turf rather, and how they expected it to stand up to the rigors of vicious left foot steps. Yes. When, as far as Tom and I were concerned, it was it was sitting on top of the soil as a toupee sits on top of man's head. Yes. Okay? Now, we had a couple of horticulturists or people with horticulturalist ties yes. reach out during the week and offer their opinion yeah. on what happens with, you know, is there turf glue? Is there not turf glue? Tom and I sort of started leaning towards the, uh, the possibility of, well, the possibility of there being turf glue. I mean, it's it made a lot of sense to Tom and I. A lot of goddamn sense. I think it made a lot of sense to you, the punter and the dribbler. Hence the feedback. <laughs> Hence the feedback. Now, we have conflicting reports. Conflicting reports. On the existence or non-existence of turf glue and how they would have had that grass take and be sticking to the ground. Tom, would you like to, so to first take up, us on? Yeah, first one we've got here is from... Now, I don't know how to pronounce your first name. It's, it might might be Ty because it looks like how Ty Canelli's name is spelt. T-A-D-H-G. Sure. Let's just call you Ty. Ty Fisher. G'day, boys. I'm a greenskeeper at Newington College in the GPS. There isn't anything called turf glue. They just they just use maxi rolls that are 12 meters long and 1.2 meters wide. A special machine is used to roll it out. They are so heavy that they will not move. This is obviously the rolls of grass of turf. They are so heavy that they will not move when the Rabbits v Chooks game is on tomorrow night. There is the soil on the bottom of the turf that will keep it in place. Cheers, love the podcast. Look. Appreciate you reaching out. But I, I it moved. Look, it. It. I appreciate you moving, reaching out as well. But it did move, and it's not a cricket pitch they're playing on, so they can't roll it into the fuck. They can't roll it too hectically. I would have thought. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They still need a bit of sponge on the top, Tom. Do they not? I mean, again, we're not horticulturists. We love when the punter and the dribbler reach out, but conflicting reports. Conflicting. Now, where's the next one that we got? So then the next one we got was from Marcus QQ. Don't know if that's his last name. It's very exotic. If it is, just two Qs. Uh, Re-SCG Turf Wars. I've reached out to Durko, the horticulturalist. So this is obviously a man with connections to the horticultural world, not a horticulturalist himself. Mm. Durko said, shout out to Durko, uh, that there is no such thing as an adhesive to give the turf more grip. Okay, so I think we can... We, we can, can rule out turf. We can rule out turf glue. Now officially. Uh, it's fucked. They need... At, this is Durko speaking here. It's fucked. They need at least eight weeks with zero interference. If they re-turfed three days in advance, they're dreaming. Then he said, confirming it will be sitting atop the soil like a toupee. So, again, I don't know where that leaves us. Well, it leaves us with the knowledge there is no turf glue, Tom. Yes. Leaves us with that knowledge, which I think is helpful. Yes. Particularly at dinner parties. I don't want to start ranting about turf, turf glue. Turf glue, no. And bump into a horticulturalist at a dinner party and then you look like a real asshole. Eddie, uh, I was brought to tears today. Tears? Well, near tears. Certainly vomiting. Uh, cold sweats. Had to call my mum. And it was all because of a story that I saw on uh, Fox Sports News okay. about the 142-year tradition that could be about to change for us. 142 years being the history of the ashes, Eddie. You wouldn't be talking about the greatest contest in the history of man, that would you, That is correct. That is correct. In the history of man. In the history of man, greatest competition in the history of man. Now, the Ashes, Eddie, this year, they are looking at potentially putting the players' names on the back of the creams, the whites. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, what, what is this about? What is that going to bring people back to the cricket? It's the pyjama cricketification of the most sacred element of the game. It's the Ashes, mate. It's sold out everywhere. If, like, If you don't every know st- who the players are, then fuck off. Mate, it's cricket. If you don't know who the players are, you'll work it out pretty fucking quickly. That's it. Because it's cricket. And it goes for six hours, sometimes seven hours a day. Five days a week. Okay. Now, you can differentiate the players. It's a piece of piss. Exactly. And if you don't know, ask the bloke next to you. That's it. As I just mentioned, everybody, every test match was was jam-packed. Like sardines, Tom. Sardine stuff. Sardine stuff in Australia. It's sardine stuff over there because they've only got fucking tiny stadiums. 16,000, I think, is the biggest. Fucking tiny shit house. Very English. Yes. Dog shit. Yes. Not like the meccas we've got here, but no. that's for another day. Why? What? What is this gimmick achieving? What you're bringing in new fans, younger fans, because you can see the name on the back of the jersey? Listen, it's ridiculous. Part, it's it's ridiculous. Part Tom. of Test cricket is about patience, right? And now, if you're a new, if you're a new uh, comer to the the Test cricket arena as a fan, then it's gonna take you a while just to even pick up the nuances of the game. Now, if you understand cricket then it's not going to take you that long because it's not that fucking different. But if you it, test cricket, but to truly understand test cricket, test cricket is takes a, you, it takes you half a half a, a century. lifetime. A lifetime, thank and you. And it is a it's a game of patience mm. for both spectator and cricketer. So if you want to learn the players, learn who they are, learn their idiosyncrasies, learn that Ricky Ponting pulls better than anyone's pulled in their life, in the history of the game. Pulls off his chin, no less. Exactly. Whips him off the pads, pulls. Who's that guy with the glistening forearms covered in hair and sweat? Now, if he had a name on the back, you wouldn't have had to have toiled on the couch watching series after series after series to learn that that, those forearms are Ricky Ponting's. So now to put names on their back, it just seems it cheapens everything that, that Test cricket has become, what it's worked for, <laughs> especially the Ashes. Oh, it cheapens it all the way up. And it goes against, like you've mentioned, the very essence, the very foundations on which the great game was built. Now, to throw that all the way, all, all the way to what sell more jerseys? That's probably what it is. Some yeah. some sort of grubby commercial angle, you know, whose jersey is going to sell the best? Oh, I want to get Smith on, you know, Smith on the back of my jersey. What with numbers as well? Yeah. Are you get? Are they going to be in color? I thought everyone had to be in all whites or creams, but. This just seems like crass commercialization. Bullshit. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. It's the it's the pajama cricketification of test match of the look, ashes. Look, we've already got fucking pajama cricket jerseys, okay? We've already got them and we all know instinctively how tacky they look. Yeah, bogan silk. It's bogan silk. When you compare the creams and the whites of test cricket with the bogan silk of the ODI and the to a lesser extent, the 2020s, which is, it's just awful. Yeah. You can tell immediately the, the the sharp decline in quality. So why you would want to cheapen what is the finest cotton, the finest wool, the finest fabrics on this earth yeah. with with names, which I imagine would be ironed on, I'm of guessing. Of course they're ironed on, it. With cheap plastics. Some bullshit iron-on name. It's going to be beyond. woven in, is it? Look, I like to think... I like to think that the Australian players... I, don't, I can't speak for the Poms. Poms are Poms. Poms are Poms. But I think I'd like to think that the team representing me and you, Tom, and the punter and the dribbler would have the fucking... Wherewithal. <laughs> the wherewithal to say no to this disgraceful suggestion, no doubt by the fucking MCC. Yeah. The Mal... Who is it? It's probably Palms. Let's no, the, no. I think it, is it the MCC, the ones that govern cricket over oh, the, there. The ICC, or you mean the English? The English version, who pretty much have a ECB? lot of ECB. Who knows? Dior. Dior. Perfect example of when Dior is is absolutely appropriate. Okay, because we're not doing it. No, we're not. I like to think that they'd stand up to those fuckers and go, absolutely not. Not on our watch. No. Not when we're about to come over in here and steamroll you, spank the fuck out of you. No. I tell you what. 142 years. I tell you what. Why don't we put zinger bales in there while we're at it? I tell you what. It's going to show. It's going to show once and for all. 
if our boy Tim Payne, T-Pain, if he's really that alpha we think he is, if he's that alpha, that big, thick alpha, he's going to go, you can go and get fucked. If he's got a trunk on him, like we think he does. (laughs) If he's got a fucking kickstand, like we think he does. He'll be saying no, and our boys will not. He'll be putting that. Ki- he'll be kicking that stand. He'll be down. kicking that stand out, chipping people over before he fucking puts his name on the back of that bloody Ashes jersey. <laughs> not if him and that trunk got anything to do with it. So, 142 years tradition. I would have thought was enough years to go. No. Look, we'll wait and see. We're going to be watching this very closely, punters and dribblers. But we, I know, we, I know instinctively that you're as disgusted as we are. And we are not ruling out legal action. Obviously, we do have legal eagles on hand. Izzy Carey beers soon. We may be launching some sort of civil suit. Yeah, class action. Class lawsuit. action lawsuit. Um, look, and you know, also, if this goes, mean, put it this way, put it this way, put it this way. If it gets any further, punters, dribblers, if this goes any further than it's already gone. And this is off mere suggestion alone. We will be we will be getting together some sort of uh, what's it called when you get heaps of s- signatures? Oh, like a petition. A petition. Yeah, we'll be getting a petition. Change.org, Fraser Anning stuff. We'll be we'll be launching a petition, and if that is unsuccessful, then we'll be launching launching the class, class action, action lawsuit, and then maybe also taking just the approach that we would worst sunny build to some of the roosters and torch the joint. You don't want to see us torch. You don't want to get when we get on a torch. When we get on a hot one. <laughs> Mate, head for the hills, lock up your daughters, lock up your wives. That's what I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> and your husbands. And your husbands. Up too. Yeah, let's see. Oh, mate, please lock up your throbbers because we'll come torch the joint. <laughs> All right, punters, dribblers. So, look, we're going to get into it. We've had, a, we've had a lot of punters and dribblers reaching out to us this week. Shout out to every single one of you. We'll get back to a few of you in a short moment. But the first one that really got him going, Eddie, this week was the announcement that Conor McGregor's Proper 12 whiskey now being sold in Australia. Look, we were shocked. Absolutely fucking shocked. We didn't see this one coming. Now, we were under the impression that... You could only get it in Ireland and America. Yes. That's what we we were... Not promise. Promise isn't the right word, but that's what we'd been led to believe. Well, up until last week, that was the only place you could get it, right? And obviously everyone is aware that there are very finite amount of Hello Sport baggy greens, courtesy of baggycaps.com, going around. And one punter dribbler from currently living in England, England-based, sent us over a signed Shane Warmbook promising a bottle of proper 12 and that was his ticket to baggy green status. Now the Shane Warne book arrived, sweet, but it was it wasn't about the Shane Warne. It book. wasn't about the Shane Warne book. The Shane Warne book was nice, it was a but what we said was, if anyone in the world can get us a bottle of proper twelve, they'll get a baggy green. That's all we said. So it was very simple, and he promised he'd get us one. Now, I give you the hot tip: he's cut it very fucking fine, old semi holes. Well, very fucking fine indeed. The punters and the dribbles were blowing up. So as the announcement came, we still hadn't re- received our bottle of proper twelve. Now, obviously, the punters and the dribbles have come out going, "Mate, you guys have been fucking, you guys have been rolled for a baggy green here by this random little fucking punter in in England." Let me just read one such. Uh, Concerned reach out from a punter dribbler, Eddie, uh, Jake Donegan. Very concerned. Very concerned. He shared the Conor McGregor news, a picture of it in our inbox at Hello Sport Podcast. Slide to them dams. Curtly Bill, reach out. Uh, and said, looks like you guys have been rolled for a baggie, to which we were like, yeah, fuck, what's going on? He's gone, just looking out for a couple of throbbers who put their faith in some expat dribbler who's promised the world and delivered fuck all so far. It's against the spirit the baggy green is deeply shrouded in. Look, legitimate, legitimate concerns. Uh, um, I think Jake speaks for all the punter and the dribbler who were v- very pissed worried. Off. Well, pissed off's right. You're absolutely right. They were pissed off. I mean, a finite amount of baggy greens, have you, as you've already suggested, Tom. Only 11 of them, possibly more in the future, but only 11 right now. Yep. And for Hiles to seemingly be throwing the wool over our eyes. The merino wool. When it's you don't put the wool over our our eyes. No, no, no. You don't get one over us. Or we, if you do, we send John up a white to your door and he breaks your kneecaps. We not not when we've adorned you with merino wool. That's it. You know what I mean? We've we've put merino wool and dreams woven into them atop your head. 
And to turn around and try and pull the wool over us, it was, I tell you what, I would have been fucking furious. But he has come through he at the final through. hour, the 11th hour as it's been, as it's known. And I am holding the proper 12 in my hand, which means punters, dribblers. Yes, it does mean that we will be doing our proper 12, proper fucked podcast where Tom and I drink the bottle in its entirety. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Now, the plan is to... Uh, get absolutely fucked. <laughs> Proper fucked. Proper fucked. But the plan is to... We're going to pick one game of rugby league. Not this weekend. Eddie's got a bucks. Maybe next weekend. And we're just going to sit down, record a podcast, watch the footy, not commentate the game or anything. We're just going to talk shit for uh, 80 minutes or until the bottle's done. The idea being... Look, people have asked us before, would you ever do like a league companion? So when we talk shit while watching a game of rugby league, we've thought about it, but we've never been really sure. Look, to be honest with the punter and the dribbler, we're not actually set up for it right now. No. Possibly in the future we could be. But what we thought we'd do is we'd merge the two worlds, our proper fucked podcast with a companion podcast. Now, obviously, you, you can choose to wait and watch the game while we commentate, well, not commentate, talk shit over the top of it. Or you can watch it and then just listen to us afterwards and go, you know what? That was fucking dog shit. I would never listen to that fucking game companion with those two losers ever again. Now, I just think that it's important for us to shout out a couple punters and dribblers from the weekend, uh, just from the last week, Eddie. Now, um, friend of the show, Nick Phipps, got in touch with us the other day. Obviously, welcome back to Super Rugby, Nick. Happy to see him back from injury. Friend of the show, Nick. He was down in the ACT losing to the Brumbies, unfortunately, but did hit us up and said that there was a punter dribbler in the crowd screaming at him to get Kurtley Beal on the podcast. So, I mean, we've got... And then and then we have since, through, you know, obviously some research, found who that man was. So I have to give a shout-out to... Jock Sinclair for, you know, doing God's work. Now, that goes out to all you punter dribblers. You see Kurtley Beal around. Please slide into Kurtley's DMs and tell him to come on the podcast. But, you know, use your opportunities at these sort of events to spread the good word of Hello Sport. Uh, further to that, the last week of uh, punting and dribbling uh, out on the streets, PDX Pete, owner of a baggy green, Eddie, courtside at the Portland Trailblazers Indiana Pacers game. Rocking the Hello Sport baggy. Love that. Courtside. Love that. Got a pick of it. We'll get that on the gram at some point soon. Shout out to PDX Pete. So the punters and dribblers, you're just doing phenomenal things. Um, fucking love it, Tom and I. Absolutely love it. Keep doing your things. And and keep working hard for the potty. You know what work, I mean? Exactly. Keep working hard for it. Finally, last week we did ask for, or we lamented the fact we were looking for a new alpha male. Uh, we lamented. Because Connor, look, now obviously Connor, if you want to come on the podcast, we can easily change our opinion here. But we were calling for a new alpha male uh, because Connor's been a bit of a, well, he's just not, he's not giving us what we need. He's not pushing my buttons anymore. No. And not, for that reason, I need a new alpha in my He's not life. fighting. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Now, we have had a submission. We have. And it's pretty fucking good. Now, we're not going to... Uh, read it out here because neither of us are that good at reading. But I do just want to shout out the man. It will be going on our Instagram and you will be able to read it as of tomorrow. So it was sent to us by uh, Doug, Doug Moore and Thomas, DMT. Yeah, sure. So he's obviously, he's written us uh, about a 500 word essay on why Toby Price is the alpha we didn't know we needed. Now, having read the essay, I can confirm that Toby Price is alpha as fuck. He's alpha as fuck. I'm just going to read you the first paragraph, punters, dribblers, and then the rest will be on our Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast for you to enjoy. The headline is, why Toby Price is the alpha you didn't know you needed, and with a huge picture of Toby Price. After listening to HSP145 and hearing your qualms of finding a new alpha male to look up to and replace the fallen angel of McGregor... I instantly knew who you needed. 
Toby Price. Australia's desert racing sweetheart and all-round ocker legend, this man needs a pedestal at the least and probably a knighthood, canonization, ascension to slash ascension to godhood. So if that's not a little intro, Punish Dribblers, I don't know what is. But shout out to the DMT, Doug, Douglas Morin, Morris Thompson. Douglas Morgan. <laughs> Fucking forgot his name. Anyway, we're getting on here. We're oh, getting yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of reading. Uh, lot of, lot of reading. Far too much reading. Far too much reading. Energy sapping from my body with every fucking breath. With every breath. But but just know, DMT, that we've read your essay. We absolutely loved it. Toby Price is a fucking alpha. Punters and dribblers, we want you to read it instead of us explaining it yeah. because we think the essay is going to do more justice than we ever could. Than we ever could to Toby and you know, his place in Our, the alpha annals. And and for DMT's writing ability as well. So we did ask last week if you're if you're interested in uh, doing a bit of writing. Nice uh, segue. Thank you. Uh, to to reach out. Had a couple of you that have some very fucking tight submissions, including this one from DMT. We um, can now confirm officially that there's something in the works. Yeah. Okay. Official announcement that something's in the works. Because last week we said there'd be, there may be nothing in the works. But now we can give them there is something in the works. There is something in the works. So if you do uh, fancy yourself as a bit of a rider, and also just like, but in the in the vein of yarns, you know what I mean? Dribble. Un- high on opinion. High on fucking opinion. High on opinion. Unqualified opinion. Unwavering bias. If you keep that in your mind when you're, tro- when you're writing something, then that'll help. That's us for the week, punters, dribblers. Huge show. Huge show. I'm out of breath. Absolutely stunning. I'm out of yarn. Yep. I'm out of dribble. Look, we may not have an interview podcast next week, just waiting on a couple of things to fall into place. We might, but we might not. Um, But obviously still having them moving forward. Punters, dribblers, hope you're enjoying them. Please uh, get around us at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram, at Hello Sport podcast on facebook i believe um at hello sport pod on twitter now i will say this before we go i know we always i know tom always says fucking five stars leave a review but this week let's all try collectively yeah to leave a review a good one okay leave reviews leave the five stars now we that's just not a throwaway comment i want you to actually do it this way. To get it when because this is about to finish, right? This podcast is about to end, and you're gonna have a five minute window where you're not gonna be doing fucking anything. You're gonna be on the train, you're gonna be pulling yourself, you're gonna be taking a shit, you're gonna be avoiding work, you're doing something. So once this is finished, just hop over to your laptop, to your phone, depending on what sort of devices you got at your disposal. If you want to be anonymous, sure. Make up a name for yourself. Call yourself Throbber. We don't give a fuck. But leave a review. Leave a review, five stars comment it would be greatly appreciated now until next week punters dribblers farewell good motherfucking bye could you two just not talk anymore <laughs>